Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and with marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting just is for marriage. In this 143rd episode, Catholic Spiritual Warfare, the list of mortal sins every husband should know to defend his home, part three. Plus, live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cue. Call callinstudio.com slash radical one if you want to use your browser or you can call 313-RADICAL to get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, and so we have the quote of the day, as we always do. Quote, spiritual combat is another element of life which needs to be taught anew and proposed once more to all Christians today. It is a secret and interior art, an invisible struggle in which we engage every day against the temptations, the evil suggestions that the demon tries to plant in our hearts. End quote. St. Pope John Paul II. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. Hey, 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 hey. So we are back. Let's do this for today. We are in part three. Man, these shows, I didn't think it was going to be this many. It might be four. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying to get through them. But you know what? You got to cover stuff in depth because, you know, people have have questions. You try to answer as many questions as you can. So why would I do shows on mortal sin? And why would I connect it with connect it with spiritual warfare well the reason why is because as a man as a husband a father you must understand that mortal sin venial sin sin is part of spiritual warfare you cannot combat demons when you just like them if you try to combat a demon and you didn't rape somebody or murder somebody or you know you're not doing you're not the best of yourself then your power as a man is severely limited to combat a demon, which is why, why when pre before priests even think about going to an exorcism, what do they do? They go to confession and they take somebody with them when they go. So my point of what it is, is you must understand that this is not a joke. I cover everything to do with marriage the best I can. 
Now, you can listen if you want. You don't have to listen. But I will tell you, if you please don't rationalize and think that mortal sin and venial sin and confession and all these things have nothing to do with spiritual warfare. Again, if there is, if you believe in God, then you must, if you believe in Jesus Christ and that he was God, you must believe that there is heaven, purgatory, hell, demons, and angels. It's not a joke. And that's the problem with people in science. They think, well, I can't see it, so it's not real. Well, there's a lot of things you can't see. There's a lot of things you can't see, even in science. You couldn't see an amoeba until you got a telescope, invented one. But I'm just telling you that, you know, the supernatural world is not like that. You, you, God made it that way for a reason. Of course, God knew about telescopes and God knew about amoebas and all these microscopic things that we can't see or all the things that men have not invented yet. God already knows about that stuff. So this is another reason why I must make a plea to you to try your best to understand that mortal sin, venial sin, confession, all of these things are very important so that you can confront the demonic in your home. And if your wife gets, uh, uh, another thing people are men don't understand either is a lot of times if your wife is rebellious against you in your home, if uh, the, ch the children are rebellious against you in your home, that's because, man, you are not in grace. You're not doing your job as a man. You're not taking care of your spiritual self. And because why? You are the key to the whole thing. Guys, you've got to start to understand that. Stop jerking around. You are the key to this. Stop letting society tell you that you're not worth nothing and stop believing them. That is from hell. That is from the devil, man. God would not make you as a man if, it, if, you, if you were not necessary. If you just think about logically, you would see that you are. This is why I treat you like a man. I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm not trying to be your buddy. I'm trying to be your coach to help you to understand that your time is limited on this planet. You got the job to do, and you ain't got time to be jacking off and jacking around. Okay? So this is why you must understand the reason that we're doing these shows about mortal sin, because you need that when it comes to spiritual warfare. You need that to understand what a mortal sin is. How do I even enter into mortal sin? And why does it separate me from God immediately? And so we've talked about that over the last two shows. Now, this show, we're going to move a lot faster so we think we can get down to um, commandment, commandment number five um, so that you can start to understand more about what these, these sins are about. A lot of these sins, I didn't know when, before I read this article, even I didn't know. I knew a lot of them, but I didn't know some of them. And I'm sure that's how everybody is like, wow, that's a that's a mortal sin. Maybe it's a sin, but a mortal sin, you know, like death. <laughs> so real quick, again, what is mortal sin? An offense, a mortal sin is an offense against God that constitutes grave matter, which is extremely serious or mortally sinful or death in the eyes of God. OK, so grave matter constitutes a lot of different things. And we've went over that in the last uh, couple of shows. So I'm not going to go over over into that because I really want to get moving on to the new stuff. Okay. Also, so um, what is a venial sin? So a venial sin is um, is basically it's it doesn't it it doesn't separate you from God like mortal sin does. But what it does is it can it uh is things that you should go to confession for and you should ask God for forgiveness for. Um, but it doesn't separate you from God. 
Okay, but as I've said the last couple of shows, what video sin does do is if you don't confess it, repent and all that kind of stuff, what will happen is those small sins, of course, lead to to big sins. And so you will start mortally sinning. This is why your soul is so important. Do me a favor and stop trying to think of people as people and think of them as souls. You will have a lot more compassion for them. You'll see that that's a poor soul, that that soul needs help. That you, as a man, you need help. You know, um, a lot of time in this country today, everybody's basically everybody's a, a, a diabolical narcissist. Everybody, everybody's a diabolical narcissist. Everybody, people keep me My wife's a narcissist. Well, you are too. Everybody is a narcissist. We are all extremely selfish. It just we used it wasn't as used to be as bad. So di a diabolical narcissist is basically you have just turned that person has turned their self, not you. I'm just saying people in general have just turned their life over to, to the devil. They're completely selfish. They only do things for themselves. They only care about ultimately they only do anything because it benefits them. You know, though, that's that's selfishness that that can never be allowed. And a person will never a soul will never get to heaven for that. This is why you must be on guard for people like that and stay away from them. But it's too, it's, it's it's really really bad because a lot of people in the government, uh, in uh, in in in, uh, in the head of states, countries, especially in this country, uh, a lot of councilmen, you know, a lot of uh, uh, politicians, media, a lot of people are, have turned their life over, and they are they don't care. It's all about them, and this is why you hear me talk different. That you're, if you're in your home and you, if you are about selfishness, if the first thought when it comes to your wife, to God and your children, you think about your well-being first, we've kind of failed as a man. That means we're putting ourselves, our wants above that of the people who we say we love the most, which is God, our wife and our children. And guess what? They will see that we are selfish too. And they will rebel. And this is why a lot of times in our homes, when things get chaotic, our wife gets turned over to the to the um to be uh, what's it called um, oppressed uh, uh, what's it called um, demonic oppression, where the demon is uh, talking to her ear, is influencing her, influencing her thoughts, and so that's why you, as a man, you have to be on your prayer in your home. So, what constitutes a mortal sin? What constitutes a mortal sin? is three things. There are three conditions in order for there to be mortal sin. First of all, the sin must be grave, of grave matter, of morally detrimental to your soul, has God has totally, it has, you have offended God and separated yourself from God, that, that, that if you commit that sin. So that's condition number one. Condition number two is uh, the sin is uh, the sin is committed with full knowledge that it is a sin. So not only is the sin uh, have to be grave matter, seriously, grave matter. But it all you as the as the as the sinner, as the person, as the believer, or or, or non believer, um, has to know that it is a sin. Okay, and then of course the third thing is you must consent to it with your will. You must embrace it. You must have take pleasure in it. You must turn it over and go. Even though I know that this is wrong, I'm gonna do it anyway. OK, so this is the three things that constitute grave matter. I mean, so that constitute a mortal sin. This is why a lot of people who, you know, a lot of us in the Catholic Church, we get very worried about people who aren't in the Catholic Church. Um, 
because you know we you know we know that in the Catholic Church it's the fullness of the faith. It's, it's the fullness of what the Christian faith of what Christ wants us to learn. And so when people don't have access to the sacraments like, you know, baptism, marriage in front of God, uh, the sacraments, the Eucharist, uh, confirmation, um, uh, uh, um, unction, extreme unction, um, uh, deathbed confession, those kind of things, man, we get really worried about people. But the Holy Spirit, it is said that the Holy Spirit gets everybody the Holy Spirit gives everybody the grace to make it to heaven, which when I first learned that, I was like, wow, he does really? Because, <laughs> boy, I was so far away. I was like, "How did?" well, I guess I'm here now. But back then, I was like, wow. <laughs> so that being said, so we're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to come back. We're going to rock this. We're going to have some fun, y'all, because knowledge of God is always fun because it, it helps God, the Holy Spirit, open your eyes. It helps you to see the kind of man that you want to be and that helps you find other men to surround yourself with, to keep you on the right track. And this is why I do this. This is why me and my wife decided to do this, man, to rock this. So I hope you guys stay with me. We're going to have a good time today. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey, 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 we are back. So, cause if you, you know, uh, if I'm saying anything that you think that is not true or that you want to comment on, please get in that queue and call. I love it. I love it when Christian soldiers debate about God. It's the great thing. That's how we love each other and we learn um, and, and we learn from each other, you know. But today, of course, you know people how people are. If you disagree with them, you ain't their friend no more. That's some messed up stuff, ain't it? And I, I, I think that started like maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago that when did that, when did that really start where if you don't agree with me, we can't be friends no more. That is just like the most stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. And, and people try to act like, well, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, they do. You're talk, you disagree with somebody today and then tomorrow they don't, they don't talk to you no more. <laughs> it's crazy. That's some high school stuff. <laughs> so anyway, calls. Give me a call here. Get in the queue. Other than that, again, the reason for this show is these, these string of shows is not 
to 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 judge you about oh you raped somebody or you did pornography and all that kind of crap. No, I'm not. That's not where this show is going. This show, these shows are to help you as a Christian soldier, a true man, an authentic masculine man, to understand how to defend yourself and defend your home against the diabolical. And this is really about spiritual warfare. It's like I said earlier. But how can you fight a demon, the demonic in your home if you don't even know what mortal sins are and how and what they are and how to uh, combat against them and, and how to get rid of them and things like that? Because, again, the demons will just scoot you aside once you're not in grace with God. They don't listen to you then. This is how important you are as a man, gentlemen. This is how important you are as a man. You cannot allow people to 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 discard you anymore. We don't have we can't afford that. You got children, you got a family and a wife to protect and you got a God to serve and you don't have time to be listening to these crazy people. Okay? So this these shows are not really about you as a sinner. This shows are really about you learning what this stuff is so that you can combat and defend your home and understand how to guard against these kind of things, okay? All right. So let's get started real quick. We're going to review uh, commandments one through four real quick. I'm not going to go into them. I'm just going to review them real quick. If you want to know, uh, get going more, more um, you want to go into more depth with commandments one, two, three, and four, um, the, the, the mortal sins for those, for those commandments, then watch um, show 142, which was uh, yesterday's show. Um, just go to a Catholic Alpha Radical live on the YouTube um, and it will be show. You can see going to the live tab, L-I-V-E, the live tab. And yesterday's show will be right there and just skip through all the beginning stuff and get right to this. You can skip, get right to it. OK, it won't be on my site until next week because, of course, the show I do shows live and then I edit them. I have my assistant edit to them and then they put them up on the site. So that won't be till next week. Okay. So let's get rocking. The first commandment, you shall worship the Lord, your God and him only shall you serve. And the mortal sins in those categories, the grave and mortal sins in, in the first commandment are idolatry, which is idolatry is the worship of veneration, showing respect or belief in false gods. Okay. Uh, idolatry includes worship of images, this does not include in the Catholic Church images, religious images of Jesus Christ, the crucifix, the Blessed Mother, baby Jesus, uh, Saint Joseph, the saints, um, um, relics. No, those are not that. Uh, Im those are not idolatry because we as a Christians do not worship uh, images. What we do is we venerate them, ask them to pray for us. We they are in they intercede for us. In between us and Jesus, we ask them to pray for us because it's in the Bible that we that there are saints and we use the saints and we go through them. The next is divination, magic, and sorcery. This is grave sin, which includes attempting to command the powers of the occult, control or speak to demons or spirits, especially Satan, attempting to, to uh, divine the future and the, the use of magic charms. Um, it's, this is these are grave, grave sins, grave, grave matters. That's why people don't like what's that dude? What's that book, y'all? Where the dude? Ah, oh, Harry Potter. This is why Catholics, most Catholics, and a lot of Orthodox Christians, they stay away from Harry Potter because there are actual witches, witches spells up in that movie, and that is basically sorcery. Okay, it's grace matter, grace sin. Okay, sacrilege, 
the sin of sacrilege is a grave sin that consists of profaning or treating unworthily the sacraments and liturgical actions of the church, as well as things consecrated by God. Jesus Christ left the Catholic Church in charge. So we have all these images wrecked. We have all these uh, scrolls. We have all these uh, the, uh, all these documents and we have images and relics and all of these things. And when people deface them um, and, and um, they are defacing God. Right. Just like if you are a pastor of a Protestant church and then you come to come to church on Sunday, knowing they, them knowing that that's a house of of, of worship, that um, somebody took and painted, spray painted evil markings all over or, or graffiti all over your, your church. That is that is attacking God. That is a grave, grave matter. OK. Next, um, let me see. What did I say? Oh, atheism. Of course, everybody knows that's a, that's a mortal sin because atheism, ath because atheistic humanism falsely seeks man and human glory and rejects God. Atheism is a grave sin, is a sin against the virtue of religion, and religion is one of the 64 virtues. St. Paul tells us, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unholiness and injustice of those men that detain the truth of God and justice, Romans 1.18. Now, we move to the second commandment. I know I'm moving fast, y'all, but we got, I got to get to the to the fifth commandment because that's where we, we left off yesterday. Like I said, you can go to show 142 to get the, uh, more in-depth. The second commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So first one on that one is blasphemy. It's a grave sin. This 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 grave sin is the uttering of hatred, reproach, defiance, or speaking ill of God, blasphemy against the church, which what I talked about a little about a second ago. The saints and sacred things is also a grave sin to blaspheme against the saints, to blaspheme against um against sacred sacred objects. It fails to give love and respect to our Creator. This is why when priests uh priests bless things, they become sacred, they become holy. Okay. Now, uh, St. James speaks against sinners who blaspheme the good name that is invoked upon you, James 2, 7. Okay, next is perjury and false oaths. Those who take an oath in the name of the Lord and fail to keep it or break the oath at a later date show a grave lack of respect for the Lord of all speech. Next is pledging oneself to commit an evil deed is also sinful. During his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus speaks against sinners who give false oaths. Matthew 5, 33 through 34. Okay, that's uh, number two. Commandment number three. Commandment number three, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Deliberate failure of the Sunday obligation, which is what? You as a Christian are obliged to go to church, mass every single Sunday unless you are sick and or uh, unless you are sick. Um, and uh, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's really... Plain and simple, okay? It's a mortal sin to miss church mass on Sunday. You've got to give God his due, okay? The Christian Sunday, the Lord's Day, celebrates the new life of the world born in Christ's resurrection. All humans have a duty to praise God and give him thanks. Thus, all Christians are bound to participate in the mass and must partake of the Eucharist at least, in, at least on holy days of obligation. Deliberate failure to do this constitutes a grave sin. Bam. Okay, number four, before we get to the new stuff. Commandment number four, the fourth commandment. Uh, honor thy father and mother. The command, This commandment obliges the faithful to show respect for their parents as children and as adults. 
Children must obey their parents and adults must respect and see to the care of their parents when they become old and confirmed. So just to be clear, um, I am doing this in conjunction with an article that I found. That's a great, great article that is called List of Mortal Sins Every Catholic Should Know. If you Google that, that'll sh- it's the complete article, um, and, and, and it goes uh, more into depth about general Catholic knowledge and general mortal sin for Christians. From it's, and uh, the website is Saint Mary of the Seven Saint Mary of the Seven Okay, now boom, the new stuff. Okay, commandment number five: the mortal sins of the fifth commandment: you shall not kill. Oh man, we're gonna be here for a minute. <laughs> Or the fifth commandment is a bomb, y'all. I'm telling you, boy, God does not play and the church is not playing with the fifth commandment. So a lot of these things you're not going to agree with if you're in the world. You just aren't. Okay, but try your best to please open up your mind and try your best to understand where God's coming from. This is about your soul. This is about because God created us so he knows how we work. And so shame and guilt can kill us. They can they can make us feel hopeless and in, 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 in despair. So it's important that we we counsel each other as men, other men, our children, and, and to help them to understand that God is not a tyrant. Okay, he is a God of love, justice and mercy. And so what that means is he created you and he wants you to be happy. But you can't just think of if this thing, if we just go there for a second, just think of when you were a kid or in your teens or in your 20s and you did something that was really, really wrong. You felt bad about it and you still do. And so and then it never turns out when it's really grave. It doesn't ever turn out right, does it? It never turns out right. Evil always looks good at first, don't it, y'all? Evil always looks like it makes sense at first, don't it? Always, always, always. I never came across an evil thing that didn't seem, that didn't always draw me in at first. Like, man, that makes sense. But it never, when you start to really get into it, you see it doesn't make sense. Okay? So, the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment, you shall not kill. First one in that one is murder, intentional homicide. So, direct and intentional killing is gravely sinful. It is a sin that cries to heaven for vengeance, much like the murder of Abel at the hands of Cain. So there are four or five sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. One of them is homosexuality. The other one is the murder. Other one, one of them is uh, defrauding uh, the uh, defrauding people of their wages. Um, and then there's one more. Um, but you can Google that to find out, you know, a lot of things going on right now. Y'all, my, my mind can't catch everything. <laughs> but my point of it, when it cries out to heaven for vengeance, that is actually that means it screams for God. It screams for justice. It screams that that, that those like the oh, defrauding the poor, defrauding the poor is the other one. It screams for justice. OK, and we do those four things. God, that, that's the human soul screaming out to God of justice to save me, to help me to reverse this. OK, however, the church teaches that self-defense is permissible for the preser- for the preservation of one's life. It is the attacker is mortally wounded or killed. Then the death of the attacker is not a sin. Those who are those who use unnecessary aggression and self-defense can sin mortally if the attacker is killed or gravely injured. 
So the way that kind of works is, look, man, you, you just, you and your wife, man, y'all hanging out, y'all at the, y'all at the, y'all at the uh, Mardi Gras down in, uh, down in Saint, uh, Saint, uh, down in New Orleans or something, and some guy, somebody push you in the alley and try to rob you and your wife, and huh, he didn't know the little punk, he didn't know that you had a thirty-eight, you had you had a forty caliber in your pocket, and he said, hey, give me all your money, I kid your life, and you pull your gun out, you shoot that fool, bam, huh, you know what I'm saying? Because you, your, you and your wife felt threatened. You were justified in doing that, and you should not feel guilty about that. Now, if he had a knife, same thing. He had a knife. You and your wife, your wife don't have a knife. What if he stabs your wife? You got a gun. Boom. Look, man, I'm gonna shoot you with this gun. He starts moving towards you and trying to stab your wife. What you gonna do? You gotta shoot that food. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. God does not want us to kill, but of course, in certain circumstances, it is permissible, right? Okay, abortion. Human life begins at conception in the mother's womb. You must, you have to understand that. You have to understand that. Human life begins at conception in the mother's womb. This is God talking. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that that's why when God, remember, God sends souls to us for what? First of all, let's just say this. What are we even here on earth for? What are we as creatures, human beings, even here on this earth for? Because of the love of God. He wanted to share his love with us because he, the son and the Holy Spirit, were completely happy, the Trinity, within themselves, and they are God, and they did not need us. So he created us because he wanted us to experience the, com the complete love and fulfillment that he, that he, and he experiences, that he is. So that means what? That he created us so that and then he allows us to participate in the godlike act of procreation. This is why women who reject procreation are really completely selfish. And if I was a man, I'd stay as far away from her as I could because she's completely selfish. Okay. So that's another show for another day. But so we, we, men and women, God give, has given us the godlike power to participate in procreation. Why? So that we can have these souls. Then these souls, we form them in the love of God. We teach them about God. We teach them about the church. And then we send those souls back to God to be with him. This is why there is a hell and purgatory too, because the souls that reject God on their own, on their own, then they are unable to go because they would not be happy in heaven anyway. That is a great saying. God does not allow, we choose hell. God does not choose hell for us. We choose it because if God allowed us to come to heaven, we wouldn't be happy anyway if we, if we have chosen Satan. We wouldn't be happy in heaven anyway. That's why he gives us what we choose. So our job as people, the only reason we're here as a human person on this earth is because we are supposed to send our children, our children's children, our children's children's children and mold them for the love of God and the church and the faith and send them back to God and to be in the beatific vision in heaven with him.
So if that is the pure, the only purpose we are here, then when God sends a soul to a beautiful woman and a beautiful man and 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 the man and the and the woman are in, and the, she's impregnated with that soul, and then we abort that soul away. What do we just do? We didn't even give the soul time to to come to life, to come outside the body to have that soul a chance to even experience life and and experience what we have, and then to become holy and to go back to God. We didn't even give it a chance. That is a complete injustice. Of the universe. This in this in this essence is why abortion is completely of evil, completely wrong. And if we hadn't stopped it, we would we would we would we would God would eventually make us pay for it. Okay. So abortion again, human life begins at conception and the mother's womb. For God tells us, before I form you in the womb, I knew thee, and before you were born, I consecrated you. Jeremiah 1.5, abortion is thereafter, therefore murder. The oldest Christian book besides parts of the Bible is the Didache, a book composed by the 12 apostles on their disciples. The Didache proclaims the ancient teaching of the Catholic Church. You shall not kill the embryo by abortion and shall not cause the newborn to perish. Didache 2.2, all Catholics who procure a complete completed abortion or participate in execution of an abortion are automatically as communicated from the Catholic church. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. I'm not going to go into any more. That's pretty much self-explanatory, man. If you love God, you've got to understand that abortion killing of a, of a young, innocent baby inside the womb is, 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 uh, is something that will rain on your soul. Now, the great thing this is the great thing about confession. This is the great thing about our love of God is that if we tell God we're sorry, we go to confession, we prepent and we, we, you know, and a lot of like, I have a lot of friends in the pro-life movement, man. You know what they do? They go out, they've had abortions and stuff. They go out and they, they, they help, they join the pro-life movement, man. And they helped turn this around. Um, the pro-life movement was started by Catholics, just so you know. Um, but the main thing is, man, there is help. There's a um, there's a ministry in um, the Catholic Church that helps men and women that had abortions. Um, it helps them to I forgot what it's called. Uh, maybe somebody could help me with that. Um, but um, they help they help they they help you. It's a, it's a retreat, and they kind of go over all this stuff and help you to come to terms with that. Okay. We're, when we're young, we all make mistakes. We all do things that we we shouldn't have done. And the, the great thing about God is that's why he's merciful, because he loves you and he wants you to he wants you to um, to come out of that. OK, so next euthanasia, the direct killing of the sick, handicapped or dying, regardless of motive, is a grave sin. The will and action taken to cause a person's death in an act of murder. Those who are suffering and are nearing death must be allowed to die or recover, which is sometimes a possibility naturally. Administration of painkillers is permissible, providing the drugs are not willed as an end or a means to precipitate death. Discontinue medical procedures that are the burdensome, dangerous, 
extraordinary or disproportionate to the expected outcome can be legitimate. It is a refusal of overzealous treatment. In this case, death is not willed, but is merely accepted and inedible and cannot be impeded. So let's take my father, for instance. My father was 73 or 74 when he died a couple of years ago. And I forgot he, he had kidney problems or something. I forgot what it was. But anyway, um, he, you know, he just, he went, he went out, he was done, you know, everything stopped working. And so of course the machines could keep him alive. Right. But forever, you know, cause it, it, it breathed for him, all of that, but there's no, like no brain stuff. And so what this is saying is like, if you pull the machines away, this is not euthanasia. If you pull the machines away and the person dies naturally, that's the will of God, right? And so that's what happened to my pop. What there, what this is saying too is, let's say, uh, you know, like how they used to do how they do horses. The horse breaks the horse breaks his leg. You seen in the movies, the horse breaks his leg. The cowboy comes out, takes the, takes his gun, his holster, shoots the horse in the head for mercy. Okay. So that's what you do for animal, I guess, but you don't do that for a human. Why don't you do that for a human? You don't do that for a human because first of all, if you, if a human is dying and they have no machines on them and stuff like that, and they're still listed, or, I mean, they're still, you know, out of it or out of, they come in and out of consciousness and they're in great pain and they're giving a morphine and stuff. They know eventually they're going to die. That's why doctors don't just outright kill the patient because one of the reasons is they call the priest to come and give them their last rites because that if we just kill them for, for we, what we think is mercy, that person does not have, that soul does not have the chance to come to God to do his last repentance to, to, cause listen, a person could go his whole life and reject God. You know, those people, we all know those kind of people. They can go their whole life and reject God, right? Their whole life. All of a sudden, some happens and they they flip they flip so let's say a person on their deathbed which this is very rare i know deathbed confessions are very rare but let's say that it, but it's possible so the person's on morphine the person has severe cancer or whatever like my wife my first wife had leukemia and you know we allowed her to die on her own we didn't we didn't we didn't pull we didn't do anything to 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 succeed to interfere with that she was in great, great pain. Of course, we all felt sorry for her, but we all know that that is God's job and the Holy Spirit's job. That's not our job as humans, you know. And so that person might come and the priest might come and that person might say, you know, Father, forgive me for our sin. Boom. Deathbed confession. You know, you come to God, you know, you realize what you did, you know, your whole life was wasted or whatever. And that's why God says those who come in first will make it. Those who come in last will make it to heaven. Jesus said that, right? I didn't, of course, you know me, I, I didn't say it exactly perfectly, <laughs> but you know, you get the gist of it. So this is why euthanasia is, is, is very grave um, because we must allow that person to have his chance to speak to God in his way. And if we prematurely take that away. Another thing too, remember how I said the other day that a lot of it's also said in the Catholic faith that 
you you know you serve your purgatory on on and on earth if you go through extreme um like extreme cancer or or uh you come through uh ms or you go through extreme disease that is completely painful and basically changes your character as you go through that disease right and you you become you you become more holy you become understanding of god more you change your life over and if you take if we were to take all people who who didn't who had cancer and just kill them right off the bat that would not give them time to understand what they're going through. That's why a lot of people don't, don't agree with um, with capital punishment, right? A lot of people don't agree with capital punishment is because the saying in the Catholic Church is, well, if you kill him, he ain't going to learn nothing. <laughs> you know, if you kill him, he ain't going to learn nothing, right? So that's why the, the, the thing for, uh, for the Catholic Church is the reason people don't like us, go, us like that is because we look at it like this. The teaching is you only kill um, um, kill a, a man um, for crimes if he is a danger to society, right? So, but if you have a man in lockdown, in solitary confinement, he only gets one meal a day. He doesn't see anybody. He only has uh, one hour of uh, out of his cell every day inside brick walls. And the only person he sees is the guard then one guard, then is he really a danger to society still? Now, there can be a case made, though. There can be a case made, man, that um, that he could kill those guards, you know. And so it's up. But so this is why that is left to God, that is left to heads of state. Um, that's out of our pay grade. <laughs> You know what? Because listen, you can say what you can about most politicians and stuff, but most of them ain't gonna let you kill people. They ain't gonna do it. And they that's why I love Texas. <laughs> Don't go mess around in Texas, Jack. <laughs> do not. I I was stationed, I was in the Air Force. I stationed in Texas for three years, Dallas, Fort Worth. I learned a lot about Texas. They don't play, man. They don't play up there, down there. <laughs> All right. So next, suicide. Suicide is murder of the self. It is contrary to the love of God, self, family, friends, and neighbors. It is especially a grave matter if it is intended to set an example for others to follow. Voluntary cooperation in a suicide is also contrary to the moral law. However, the responsibility and gravity of suicide can be diminished in the case of grave psychological disturbances anguish, grave fear of hardship, suffering, or torture. But this does not make it morally permissible, and it is the judgment of God that will measure the gravity of responsibility of the sin. This is why this kind of goes to like the homosexual thing, right? Like in Leviticus and many places in the Bible, it talks about homosexuality is grave, okay? But that does not mean just like what this is saying. You don't you know, you don't hurt, you don't hate the person. You don't judge the soul of the person. Only God can. You judge the acts of the person. And so this is why you hear, this is why you hear a lot of Catholics say, hey, man, even if you commit suicide or you're homosexual, whatever, dude, we're not, we're not holding that as a person holding that against you. What we're saying is that that's the same as, well, we'll get to this a lot more later, but heterosexual is the same thing. 
you know, you can't be doing things like that inside the church. So suicide is kind of the same thing in that if you have a psychological problem, God does not judge you more on that, right? You, you're given more of a, you know, of an understanding of an empathy, you know, um, and this is why psychiatrists can, you know, evaluate that a lot. Um, but again, we must understand just because people think they have an excuse, it is still morally wrong because why these things influence the society. Just think, because there, 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 there was this thing, sometimes teens going to this thing of trying to commit suicide and spreading that stuff around. Just think if everybody started committing suicide all over the place, then that, you know, everybody's dying, people killing each other and stuff. I mean, I mean, people killing themselves and stuff. That is something that we cannot allow as a society because it will overtake our children, our teens, our young adults. We cannot have that. As men, we are responsible to be the best version of ourselves. Okay, next, scandal. Scandal is an attitude or behavior that leads another to do evil. If someone's deliberate, if someone is deliberately led into a grave offense, that person's tempter commits a grave sin. Jesus said, whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Matthew 18, 6. Okay. Scandal is kind of self-explanatory, man. You know, um, next, drug abuse. Drug abuse does grave damage in health and life and is a grave offense. Only legitimate therapeutic use is acceptable. I didn't know that drug abuse was a mortal sin. I guess well, I have a friend, Karen, me and her, I, I guess she did tell me about marijuana. So I guess marijuana is a drug that when it starts to affect your, when drugs start to affect your brain, then it becomes, it becomes a sin. Like when you can't, when you don't have your own faculties, that's why drinking is okay. You can drink alcohol, but when it starts to affect you, you start to become uncontrollable or drunk, then that becomes grave matter. Okay. Next, gluttony. Gluttony is an excessive love for food and is a disordered passion for worldly appetites. Because it is contrary to the virtue of temperance, it can constitute a grave sin. Gluttony is also a capital sin. Woo, boy. Man, that's deep, ain't it, fellas? Next, alcohol abuse. Huh, we just talked about that. Alcohol abuse can also be excessive by uh, excessively dangerous and harmful to the body and sometimes to neighbors. We all seen alcoholics. OK, next terrorism, terrorism that threatens wounds and kills uh, indiscriminately is of grave matter. Other forms of bodily violence of kidnapping, hostage taking, non-medical amputations, mutilations, and sterilization are also contrary to the moral law. This is why, this is why, gentlemen, you don't have a vasectomy. <laughs> this is why you don't have a vasectomy. Contraception, because as I explained before, the very reason we are here is to send souls back to our to, to our Lord, to God Himself. And so we knew when our wives get their get their uh fallopian tubes cut out or they go they they get they get their stuff cut and their tubes tied or when men do uh vasectomies and things like that that's mutilation that's mutilation and so that means if you if we as men do that just let's look at it like this if every man on the planet got a vasectomy then procreation would stop 
then that's the very reason that we're here. We're here to send God's soul so that we can all be in heaven to be with him. So if everybody was, uh, just say if everybody was a homosexual or if everybody just took vasectomies, if every man did that, then there'd be no babies. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's kind of logical. You think about it, you know, but sometimes when you put it out there, it kind of sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? You know, it really does. Next, um, extreme anger. Anger is a desire for revenge. If anger reaches the point of a deliberate desire to kill or seriously wound a neighbor, it is grave against charity. It is a mortal sin. This is why anger, this is why I first one of the first things I do when men come to my program is I teach them how to stop arguing and fighting and debating and criticizing with their wife. Because when you do that, extreme anger, extreme resentment, all these things you have, we have basically, you're allowing Satan in between you and your beloved. Because pride is there, right? The reason we argue back and forth is because I'm right, you're wrong. No, you're right, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, you're right. You know, whatever. You know, and so if I'm sitting there debating with you, Satan is in between of us. Because I'm, my pride is not letting me admit that, hey, I'm wrong. My wife's pride is not admit, is getting her to admit that she's not that she's wrong, okay. And so what we have to do is understand this is a, this right here is one of the extreme reasons that people get divorced. They cannot communicate. They have let their anger and their resentment rise so much that Satan has enveloped the relationship so much that not even one of them can say, you know what, baby, you're right. I'm, you know what, it's cool. I'm sorry. You know, let's just let's end this. No, we don't do that, do we? On and on and on. All right. Next, hatred. Hatred of a neighbor is deliberately is to I'm sorry. Hatred of a neighbor is to deliberately wish him evil and is thus a grave sin. Hatred again. This is what happens to married couples. And you know me, I always bring things back around to the family and marriage. Couples go through this all the time. They get to the point to where First of all, the anger then turns to hatred. I've seen women, and, and, and I, I say that because I deal mostly with men, and then their wives hate them. <laughs> and so they do, the, they do the most horrible things to their husbands. Women, women can be the most evil. They can be the most, I mean, uncalled for, unspeakable things to their husband when they are hurt. You wouldn't believe it. Um, and the man is just trying to get her to be like, okay, I, I, I had enough. Would you stop? She don't care. This is why, men, when a woman loves you, she loves you. When she hates you, she hates you. And you don't want to see the other side. And and But guys, we, we do the same thing. We wait and we wait and we procrastinate and we procrastinate. And then the woman gets so angry and so mad that she doesn't want to have nothing to do with him and, and he couldn't see why. Well, it's because you had blinders on and you didn't and he didn't want to see it. Okay. Next, extortion, the last one in the fifth commandment of thou shalt not kill. Extortion. Extortion is to obtain something from another by coercion or intimidation. It is an act of violence and theft and is condemned by 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Now, fellas, you would think, how do all those things got to do with murder? Um, thou shalt not kill. All those things, uh, murder, abortion, 
euthanasia, suicide, scandal, drug abuse, gluttony, alcohol abuse, terrorism, extreme anger, hatred, extortion. All of those have to do with violence against a person or the or that could be against a person, you know, and. Once we do these kind of things, we allow those as a society to keep going, then that would hurt us as a people. Okay. Next, the sixth commandment you should not commit adultery. So, the sixth commandment is one of the commandments that sends a lot of people to hell six and nine, because it's of the flesh, right? So, you should not commit adultery. Adultery is marital infidelity. A married person who has sexual relations with anyone but their lawful spouse, even transient sexual relations, commits adultery. You know, there's this thing going around, fellas, and I'm sorry, I got to bring it up. I, I I just don't get it. You know, um, there's like men are having or married and then they go and have sexual relations with another man and they think that that's not homosexuality or they think that's not wrong. I, I don't really get that. This this is the depth of evil and how it can it can ask us. I mean, that's we're married and we think that we can go out and just because it's not another woman, it's not wrong. It doesn't make sense. Logic does that let you know that a person is seriously demonically influenced? Um, and it it hurts me that men feel that they have to they have to do that when they have their wife there. If they would, one of the things I always say is if you can't make this woman happy, what makes you think you can make the next woman happy? And this is why I have, I have, I asked men to make a stand. Make a stand right now. Stop thinking I can go and have a relationship with all these other people and it's going to be better. It, it's not going to be better, okay? It's not going to be better. And, and I want you to understand that that's coming from God who is of love, that he wants people, if you're married, he doesn't want you to be separated. He wants, and we do things that separate ourselves from our spouse. Then that separates it from our, our, um, from God himself. Can you truly be happy like that? Think about it. Can you really? Of course not. Okay. Next, uh, divorce, the grave seal of divorce condemns those who divorce and remarry Matthew five thirty two, and those who divorce in the civil sense, uh, concept except by grave dispension, hence the divorce between two baptized Christians is mortally sinful. Okay, you've heard me, you have heard me talk about divorce a lot, so I don't have to really go into that. Just know, gentlemen, that divorce is against God. Do not let anybody tell you that. Okay, oh, Matt, my man Matt says, um, he has a comment. I gotta say, he says, St. Thomas says, divorce is a result of the sin of anger. And hatred, which is related to the fifth commandment. Go ahead, Matt. Good point. Great point. St. Thomas is the man. Um, so let's keep going. Fornication. Fornication is carnal union, carnal union between an unmarried man and an unmarried woman, and it's grave sin. St. Paul condemns fornication in his epistle, um, 1 Corinthians 6:18. All aspects of intimate contact associated with the marriage act also constitute fornication for Jesus said I say to you everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart Matthew 9:28 if lustful looks are adulterous how much worse is lustful physical contact so I'm going to take that a little deeper real quick because 
I like to bring things down to the natural, to the to the earth, to our daily life, right? Men do not understand that the more a woman has sex and she's not married to the man, anybody other than her husband, it damages her psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally way more than a man. Why? Because women are receivers. And when you, when I, we as men have sex with them and we're not married to them, what happens is they psychologically become damaged. Now, the argument to most guys will say, well, she knew what she was doing. She wanted to make love to me too, have sex with me too. It doesn't care. You as a man are called to control yourself, just like Jesus Christ did. And if as a man, you this is the power that most men don't even realize that they have as men. That our job is to control ourselves, to, to be merciful, to, to, to protect, to defend. And when we have a woman here who is very emotional and believes that we love them, and then we, we have sex with them, we damage them, and then we wonder why she's mad, why she comes to our job, why she flattens our tires. Why she knocks on our door and kicks on our door and tries to stab us? Because women are emotional. Why? That's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. So they can nurture the children. But if you as a man, when that when we abuse them like that, they they many women cannot handle that. No, no woman can handle it. No woman can. Because that comes from God. Okay. So it's very important that you understand why God says for doesn't doesn't really doesn't like fornication, not just because it's bad, but it's damaging. It's more it, 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 it's physically, spiritually, and emotionally damaging to the women, to the woman. Okay. Next, pornography, self-explanatory. Pornog pornography is the display of intimate, real, or simulated sexual acts to a third party. Because it removes the marriage act within the sacramental sanctity of marriage and perverts sex, it is gravely contrary to charity. The display of pornography to children and other parties is especially gravely sinful because it is gravely scandalous. Okay, Pornography, many men think, well, I'm, I'm doing pornography. I'm not messing around on my wife. Of course you are. That's why women get mad, right? That is why women get mad because they know and because women go, women, women are about the heart. Women are about the heart, right? So if a woman catches you doing pornography, say a woman catches her husband doing pornography, she knows automatically that 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 she doesn't have your whole heart. So what does she start to think? Well, you're messing around on me. You don't love me. You have an emotional affair with inanimate objects on the TV screen. All right. Next, prostitution. Prostitution reduces a person to an instrument or sexual pleasure and lust. It is gravely contrary to charity and chastity and defiles the body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. However, destitution, blackmail, or social pressure can reduce the gravity of the sin. Still, prostitution is always a grave sin. You see how the God is constant? He said suicide, homosexuality, even though we understand that there is a problem that a person may be drawn into that or made to do it, just like prostitution, it's still, it's still a sin. It's still grave, okay? This is why you hear Catholics always say you cannot judge a man's soul 
because you don't know what that man is really thinking. You can judge their acts, and that's what we do. We can do because you have to keep yourself away from a person like that or whatever reasons you have to do. But still, you don't. A, a lot of times, you don't know why a person is doing what they're doing. Okay, and that's for God to know. Rape. Uh, a person who commits rape violates the respective freedom, physical, and moral integrity of the victim. It is a brutal crime of violence that can physically and psychologically scar a person for life. It is thus a grave sin. This is one of the things I tell the guys in my program. If your wife has had sex other than you as her husband, if your wife was raped, if your wife has had an abortion, if your wife ha has had a miscarriage, these are all, these are all traumas to a woman that they just don't get over even with psychological therapy and this is why as a man if you marry a divorced woman if you marry a woman that's been raped if you marry a woman that's had abortions or had failed marriages you've got to know what you're getting into you're not getting you're not marrying a, a, a normal woman you're not you're not marrying somebody sure everybody has had things going in their life but traumas are different as a husband, you have to know how to help your wife get over that stuff, okay? Uh, homosexual acts, although it remains to be determined if homosexuality is a genetic, social, or personal stigma, homosexual acts are condemned by God and can never be approved by the church, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, Genesis 9, 1, 1 through 29, Romans uh, 1, 24 through 27, and Genesis 19, 1 through 29. If homosexuals are born with a condition, then they are called to live a life of Christian purity and chastity for the greater love of Christ. Such people can experience a life of trial, which are all others must treat with compassion and sensitivity. Hell, I hear what he's saying. I hear what that's saying. But, hey, I'm a, I'm a heterosexual, and I just can't go out and have sex with whoever I want either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, let's be real. I mean, all of us that are heterosexual men, we just can't go out having sex with whoever we want to. We have to control ourselves, especially if we're married. Listen, you single guys, you think you think not being able to make to have sex with somebody is hard, you know, but try to be married and not be able to have sex with somebody. <laughs> it's hard. If your wife, especially if your wife starts tripping and don't want to make love with you, you think single guys, man, y'all got it easy. <laughs> Next, uh, incest. Uh, incest is intimate relations between relatives or in-laws within a degree that prohibits marriage between them. St. Paul condemns incest in this letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 and 4 through 5. Masturbation. You know what? You know the thing about masturbation? Many men actually think that masturbating is, 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 is okay. I can't tell you how many men I've come across that think masturbation is fine. Um, the thing about masturbation, man, is it's not only grave to the soul. It, does, it, it affects a man physically. So what does that mean? The more a man masturbates, eventually he will get erectile dysfunction. He will. It's a matter of time. It will happen. Or he will have premature ejaculation, which is what? You cannot last with making love to your wife any more than what? A minute, 30 seconds, two minutes, or something like that before you lose control. Masturbation is grave in so many ways, not only spiritually, man, but 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 um, but physically. 
to to you as a man. Um, and it also it also you lose your hormones. It's also you as a man, you lose your hormones. So all of your hormones are contained in your semen. And so when you waste those by masturbating, not hold on to those, you hurt yourself gravely, physically and spiritually. Um, because why? Masturbation is selfishness. It's pure selfishness. And what does that mean? Selfishness, because love is meant to be shared. So if, if I'm masturbating by myself on a toilet, by myself in the bathroom, I'm the only one supposedly, quote unquote, enjoying that. Where's my beloved wife? Right? And so some guys will go, well, man, I, I got to have my needs met. No, you don't. You're a man. You're a Christian soldier. Your job is to control yourself, is to be, is to be like Christ. You, have no, you don't have the right to do that. You don't. Because when, as men, especially if we're married and then we masturbate, what that what does that does that 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 removes that removes uh, God from our relationship with our wife and inserts Satan into it, and that's what I talk about. I understand that I know that masturbation is wrong against God, but I don't focus on that when I talk to guys. I really don't because they don't care. <laughs> You'd be surprised. When people get hurt, they don't care what God thinks. They really don't. Only pain makes them care what God thinks. I know that's crazy, ain't it? But it's the truth. Women, that's why women go, women, Catholic, Orthodox Catholics, Orthodox Christian women don't care. Christian or Catholic, Catholic doesn't matter. When they get hurt and they want to divorce, they will divorce their husband. They don't care what God thinks. They will rationalize it all day long. They will. And that's the capacity of the human person. That when we are in pain or when we are, no, when we feel we've been hurt or we want to we get away from something, we will do our best to neglect the right thing to do and to rationalize it. And so with masturbation, man, that is kind of why I don't really focus on what God, although we all know that God does not approve of it, but I focus more on the physical aspects of what will happen to you eventually and what can happen to you. I have clients right now that you know they have problems but then they get an ED or they can't they can't they can't make love to their wife properly because you know they are unable to um withhold losing control okay so we are done for today gentlemen i got through that's a lot that got through today so tomorrow we will start the next show we will start with number 7 and man i'm i'm boy man <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm going to have to start hurrying up. We're going we're gonna to have 10 shows with this. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. It's okay because this is very important. It really is. And I hope that you gentlemen are learning something and that you are seeing that this is power. This gives you power to fight what you know now to be of, of how the demons attack you. Right. And so I know a lot of the stuff is uncomfortable. That's why, you know, I don't really harbor on a lot of it. I kind of explain a little bit and move on. But I just want you to know, man, that it takes a lot of courage and a lot of um, self will um, and uh, uh, to sit here and to listen to these kind of things when I know some of it hurts. But you know what? That's what real men do. We take the pain and we, we, we embrace the truth no matter how much it hurts. 
All right. And so we will take a break and we will be back and we will be out of here. Bam! Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. I went over a little today, but I wanted to get done with that number seven, number six, or whatever it was. Yeah, number, yeah, number six. Um, so those, those, the ones today, man, were long. <laughs> a lot in them, right? Mortal sin is a trip, man. It's a trip, you know. But you know what? Once you understand it, you can deal with it. Not knowing is the problem because once you get involved in that stuff and your life starts to crash, oh man, that ain't fun either, right? So I hope to see you men again tomorrow. We'll get into uh, part four. Um, and I hope that you learned something today. Not just learn. I hope, I hope you had a good time. I hope that you that they help you fire yourself up for Christ. And that's what this is for. To get you fired up about Christ, man. To get you fired up about Christ, man. To, to, to like embrace him and, and be like, man, that's the kind of man I want to be, man. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be like him. You know, I died. I'll give myself to my wife and my family and to society. And, and I, I try my best to be the best man I can be. And only through fire and knowledge of God can I do that. Okay. So as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang! <laughs>